Thank you very much, Church. It is uh, great to be here tonight and to uh, share with you. Uh, we're, we're in this series actually at the moment in James and we've been looking and we've been working through James. And actually, regardless of where you've been with us the whole time or tonight's your first night, that's okay. I'm sure uh, hopefully you'll get uh, something out of tonight. You don't have to have uh, kept up with it. But uh, it's, been a, it's been a brilliant series, uh, very, very powerful as we look through that. And James is so clear in, in what he's saying. Uh, in, in, this, uh, in this letter, uh, in this book that he writes. Uh, I wanna read the, the Scripture to you straight up front, actually, and then uh, we'll unpack it a little bit from there. So uh, tonight we're picking up on James chapter two and starting uh, from verse 14. So it should come up on the, the screen, but let's uh, read this together. He says this, he says, what, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I'll show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credit to him uh, as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by, by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so Faith without deeds is dead. Let me quickly pray. God, we thank You for Your Word and it's so powerful. And just as we've been talking, God, throughout this series that uh, we wanna be people that are not just hearers, but doers of Your Word. And uh, in James here, it is pretty uh, explicit uh, that uh, You're calling us not just to uh, believe or have faith in You, but to act it out to act it out. And so that's always been my prayer, Lord, that tonight as you speak to us, uh, that we would be people that leave here with a uh, new sense of hunger and thirsting, not just to know you more, but to actually be obedient to you and act out. So help us, great God, we pray, and we commit these things to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Recently, uh, my wife and I just were, came across a situation uh, where, and I can't go into too much detail and things like that, and I, I won't go into too much detail. But basically, in essence, uh, we were faced with a situation that we bumped into somebody uh, that was in need, really desperate need. And we'd met this person uh, last year, and it was probably more my wife than anything that connected uh, with her a lot more than I did. But uh, uh, we connected with her a little bit. And uh, just recently, it was interesting, actually, because just recently, my wife said to me, you know, I haven't seen this particular person lately, I, I wonder if she's okay. It was just like this little prompting on her heart. 
And then lo and behold, in the next couple of days, uh, she, she bumped into that very person. She goes, I was just, I've just been thinking about you, wondering if you're okay. And uh, again, without sharing too much detail, she said, oh, look, I, I have actually been a bit unwell. And uh, my wife chatted to her a little bit and, uh, and, and didn't, they didn't exchange too much more, but uh, there was just something on uh, Raquel's heart. They just thought, I don't know, there's something there. It's like, I, I just, she just felt like God really wanted to um, just um, talk to her a little bit more, see if she's okay, just uh, ask her if there was anything we could do to help out in some way or another. Anyway, the next day, or I think the next couple of days, she bumped into her again and she just, she just chatted a little bit more. She said, is there anything we can do? And they sort of chatted a bit further and went into a little bit more detail and she just was really not well at all. And there was just something about it that, you know, Raquel was really moved by that. And when Raquel, and it's hard because I don't want to go into too much detail, uh, but when Raquel shared sort of the fullness of the whole situation, man, like my heart was burdened too. Like I was literally trying not to just... Uh, you know, get emotional over this situation and her, and her health and situation with the kids and all this sort of stuff. And there was just something in us that just kind of rose up in the midst of this that just thought, we, we knew, like we knew straight away, we must do something here. Like, like we can't, we can't do nothing. We must do something. It was just an absolute no-brainer. And it was probably more appropriate anyway for Raquel to engulf herself more in her life. But I just knew, like I just said, just do whatever you need to do. And she felt prompted to just get, you know, some gifts for her and different things and help out. And I said, you just gotta, you just gotta go. Like get whatever you need. I'll look after the kids. You just gotta do it. And there's still gonna be a bit of a journey there, but there was just something in us that we're just like, we, we can't do nothing. We cannot do nothing. And this is kind of what happens in our lives when we, we claim to have faith. There's something about faith and following Christ that when you know His character and when you know His heart, you cannot face situations and just think, oh, oh, I'll just let this go or I won't do anything. There's something in us that rises up that says, no, I know God's heart in this situation. I know His character in this situation. I know what He would do. And there's something that stirs in our heart that says, I've, I've got to do something. I've just got to do something. And in this passage, this is what James is talking about here. He's saying, hey, it's not enough to just say, oh, I believe in God and I have faith in God and I know heaps about God and I've got a theology degree and a bachelor in theology and all these sorts of things. It's, it's not enough just to have that. He says, no, the Christian faith, the walk with God is so much richer it's so much deeper than just saying, oh, I have faith in God. There's a component where deeds flows out of your life. There's a component where your life takes action as you know Him and you understand Him. It's faith and deeds connected together that brings about a spirit that brings you alive in Him, alive in Him. And so he says, in, in essence, he says, hey, faith without deeds is dead. Faith without deeds is dead. That, that's the, the kind of the crux of his passage here. And in verse 14 to 15, he kind of illustrates, he says, he says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith, uh, but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. And if one of, if one of you says to them, go in peace, Keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs. What good is it? If you notice somebody in need and you know you can feel it or do something about it, but you just say, hey, you know, like go in peace and stay warm and be well fed. He says, what good is that? 
and you just send them on their way. What good is that? Let me illustrate this a little bit further for you. I'm not sure if this is helpful or not, but I just want to get two volunteers. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, Lockie and uh, Petrie. Uh, I mean, Fraser, Fraser. That's your name, isn't it, mate? Yep, yep, okay. Okay, Lockie and Fraser. Mate, can you grab these three bags here? These were generously given to us, these gifts. And uh, here you go. I'll give you one of these bags here. Um, I'll give you this one here. And I'll take this one, uh, this bag for myself. So pretty blessed. Uh, there's some gifts that someone's given us. I might, oh yeah, I was going to say you can open it, but you've already done it. Um, uh, okay, you've opened That's amazing. Look at this. Krispy Kreme's pretty good. Who doesn't love a good Krispy Kreme? Now, oh, I was going to open mine, but okay, you've opened yours. Okay, before you open yours, I'm going to open mine. So you've got some Krispy Kreme. Oh, you've got Krispy Kremes. Okay, what have I got here? I'll just kick that off there. Oops, yep, no, okay. Kick that off there. I've got some Krispy Kremes here. Obviously, you've got four. That's amazing. Um, oh, I've only got one, shame. Uh, it's a Nutella one though, I'm pretty, uh, pretty incredible. If you've ever had a Krispy Kreme, they're amazing. We can probably eat these afterwards. How many did you get? Let's have a look at yours. Open it up. Okay, what's, what is that all about? Okay, some Santa hat that was found in lost property earlier. Okay, uh, I don't know, yeah. Mate, we are so sorry. That's, that's a shame because these are amazing. If you've ever had these Krispy Kremes, they are absolutely um, amazing. But we should, it does suck for you. You definitely, uh, you definitely um, yeah, uh, drew the short straw. But what we should do is we should definitely pray for you because we want to pray for you. And, uh, and, and maybe, um, maybe someone might supply a Krispy Kreme for you. But let's pray for Lockie. Lord, we just pray for Lockie. The poor guy's got zero donuts and these are amazing. Um, and we just pray you might provide, put someone in his life uh, that could provide him one so that he could experience um, these Krispy Kremes. So yeah, do that, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so best of luck, Rocky, and um, we'll definitely be praying for you, mate, that maybe someone will do that. Thanks, guys, appreciate it. And maybe, maybe we can eat these. You're welcome to go, mate. That's, yeah. All right, so, so here's the thing. Bit of tongue in cheek. But how often, how often do we kind of do this sometimes? And I'd be the first to admit, just confession time. I'm sure I've done that. I've literally prayed before, oh God, would you help this person that's in need here? And it's almost like God's like, you do it. Like you do it. Here, poor Lockie here has got no donuts and there's people surrounding him with heaps of donuts. But you know, oh, we'll pray for you, mate. And, uh, and I'm sure that's happened to me before. I, I remember a little while ago praying, knowing there was a particular need in, in a person's life. And there's a certain amount of money that they needed. And I remember distinctly praying about it. And as I'm praying about it, saying, oh God, whatever I was praying, I literally almost felt I heard this voice say, you do it. And I like kind of, what was that? Like, who was that? Anyway, uh, Lord, yeah, we just pray you put someone in their life. You do it. You do it. And I remember thinking, I can't do it. Like, you know, there's no way I can do it. And, and I remember afterwards talking to Raquel about it and saying, hey, this is kind of sounds crazy. Like, I kind of just felt this prompting that, you know, we, we, we should give this certain amount of money away to this person and... And, uh, and she kind of just smirked, like she kind of just smiled and she was like, oh, okay. And she was like, and this for her, like she finds this easy because she's a super generous person. It's one of the things I just love about her and part of the reason I married her because I saw super generous. So she's kind of smiling. She's like, oh, okay. And she's like, well, we got to do it. Like you got to do it. I was like, man, I wish you didn't say that because I don't want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I wish I could have just used it. Oh, well, Raquel doesn't want to. And, and, uh, and so we chatted a little bit further and she's like, She's like, I'm excited. Like she was pumped. Like she was genuinely excited. She's like, I'm excited. This is getting me excited. I'm thinking, I'm not excited. Like this is the last thing I want to do. 
But there's something about when we act out and then by the grace of God, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'll just do it, God. Like, I'll just do it. And it was a struggle, like confession. It was a struggle. But I tell you what, there's something about when you act it out, then faith comes alive. And when I did that thing that I was struggling to do, it was like faith was stirred in my heart. And this is what James is talking about here. He's like, hey, don't just talk about it or, or, or maybe even just necessarily pray about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're called to pray about it, absolutely. But it's almost he's saying, hey, if you can do something, and I know this isn't always the case, but if you can do something in a particular situation, he's saying, hey, do it, do it, respond, act, you know, respond to it. What, what, what good is it? What good is it? If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about the physical needs, what good is it? And he goes on to say in verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied, so important. If it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. It's literally dead. Now, this is strong words that James is talking about here. He's saying this. He's saying it's not just enough to say, I have faith in God. It's not just enough to say, oh, I'm a Christ follower. And he says, but do nothing about it. He says, there's gotta be a sense of action. There's gotta be a sense of deeds that are accompanied with the faith. And that's what stirs, that's what brings your faith into something that's dead to something that's alive. And maybe you've come tonight and there's something in you that just says, yeah, I don't even know about this faith thing. I'm not even too sure how this really relates to my life. And is it really that impacting? And I just can't, I, I just don't experience it. Like I literally don't experience it. And maybe this is, maybe, just maybe this is a word for you tonight that James or, or God through the, the, the book of James is speaking to you, just saying, hey, it's not just about information. It's not just about knowing more. It's not just about just saying, oh, I have faith in God. There's a sense in which you've got to act it out. There's a sense in which you need to step out. And you know, don't always trust your feelings. There'll be times where you won't even feel, feel like it. You won't even want to do it. I mean, that situation before, I didn't even necessarily feel like, oh, I just want to give, you know, uh, you know give away or anything like that. But there's, don't trust your feelings. Do it because God says, I want you to do it. And when you do it, there's something that comes alive in your spirit. This is what James is saying. There's something that comes alive. And, and it's interesting because, and Jody mentioned this this morning, but on a corporate level, I was thinking about it last night and I was like, we, we do this on a corporate level. Uh, you know, when the floods happen and when COVID hit, like when the floods happen, we, we've been recently giving out all these hampers and serving the community and doing what we can there. Why? Because when we sense there's a need, that's just, that's just God's you know, call on our lives to do something about it. And we do that. Uh, every Christmas and Easter, we take up special appeals uh, to, to send out money to people around the world that are, uh, are in need. Why? Because this is God's call on our lives and we do that. Uh, during COVID, we did it. We went so we did so many hampers. I think we nearly got to five thousand hampers that went out to the community, and the cost involved with that is, was huge. But many of you gave generously towards that. Many of you put those hampers together, and, and why? Because there's something about hey, we don't, we're not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word as well. Faith indeed, faith indeed is what brings our faith alive. But I felt prompted last night as well that sometimes we can hide under the umbrella of like, oh, as a church, we do this. Like as a church, oh, we do hampers and things like that. But I really felt God saying, hey, this isn't a word just for a corporate church or a, or a body of people, but it's for you. It's for individuals. 
And tonight, it's almost like God's saying, is this evident in your life? Like, is there evidence of deeds that are playing out in your own life? It's not just for the corporate church, it's for you personally. Is there evidence of this playing out? Uh, Recently, um, uh, which one do I start with? Maybe I'll just... uh, Maybe I'll just do this, you know, recently, or maybe about a month ago. Um, oh, sorry, so it's during uh, Uni O Weeks and stuff like that, and obviously through the Uni O Weeks, there's a lot of parties at the, the colleges and things like this. And, and so through Red Frogs and stuff like that, there's this, so many opportunities to just go and serve and pour your life out and, and do hydration stations and things like that at the parties because, you know, there's heaps of uni students just getting blind drunk and all that sort of stuff, and there's just opportunities to serve. And uh, on one Sunday night, Uh, A little while ago, there was an opportunity to go to one of these hotels or one of these pubs or clubs or whatever it was. Uh, I won't say the name, but uh, to go and just set up and do a hydration station in one of the the clubs there. And, you know, it's all like 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And I was just like, man, we got to go. And it it was interesting because it was a Sunday night as well, which I loved, like I loved, because it's so cool. You can just come to a service and get G'd up or whatever. And then it's like, you can just go then. You just actually play it out. And I was so excited to go and I uh, was trying to rope in a few young ads and unfortunately heaps of you didn't come, but, uh, but um, a few of you did and, and, uh, and it, was, it was exciting. So we kind of jumped in the car and we probably left about 9.30 and I was like, we'll just go to 11. Like that's all, we'll just go to 11. I know some of you got to work tomorrow and stuff like that. And, and so we carpooled out and, and we just got out and we set up there and we had the hydration station and, and, and it was like 800 uni students and it was just, yeah, it was just full on and and we were just there and we were handing out water and icy poles and red frogs and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, there wasn't any crazy dramatic conversation, not that you could kind of have one anyway. It was so loud and stuff. But we were just serving. We were just serving these young ads. And there was something in me that I was just like, this is amazing because this is like the last place you'd expect the church, right? Like here in this club, it's like the last place you'd expect the church. But I was like, that's why we've got to be here. Like that's why, that's why we've got to be here. And it got to about 11 and I was just getting more and more pumped up. And I was like, oh, we'll just stay a little bit longer, you know, a little bit longer, 11.30. Yeah, just a little bit longer. And probably about after midnight, we were like, okay, let's wrap it up. And we went outside and as we went outside, we were just kind of in a circle wrapping up. We're like, oh, we should just close in prayer or whatever. And, and I was just pumped. Like it was after midnight, but I was just pumped. I don't know how the others were and shame for them because they carpooled with me. So they were kind of just stuck with me. But I was literally amped. I said, guys, let's go to the car. We got in the car and we're driving back together. I was like, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was so exciting. Now, why? Why? Why is that happening? It's because there's just something about what James is saying here. It's, it's, not just, it's not just words alone, but there's something about when you take action. There's something about when you say, all right, God, I'm gonna step out. And you don't always feel like it, but I'm gonna step out for you and give you an hour or give you a couple of hours. I'm gonna give you this day. God, work in me. And it's when the faith and the deeds come together that your spirit comes alive. Your spirit comes alive. And some of you are wondering, man, I feel like this faith thing is so mundane. And maybe, just maybe, God's saying to you tonight, just step out. Don't just, don't, don't just learn more. Don't just get another degree or whatever. It, it's deeper than that. It's far richer than that. Step out for me and watch, watch, watch me work through your life. That's where the richness comes. I was preaching at another church a couple of weeks ago and I was, I was chatting to the youth pastor. We just talking in general and stuff and schoolies got brought up and, uh, um, you know, red frogs through schoolies and stuff. And he said, hey, you know, we had one of our young adults. It was just one, I think, from their church. But they said, we had one of our young adults go down to schoolies. 
And he said this, he said, you know, it's crazy because he literally has come back like on fire, like spiritually on fire. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? He goes, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what unfolded down there, but he's like, he is pumped up. He's come back. He's like, I'm all in. Like, I want to serve, I want to do whatever. I am literally all in. I think there's something that takes place and we step out and go, okay, God, I'm in. Like, I want to do something. I want to, I want to serve you in some way or another. Something comes alive. And James goes on to say, but someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. In other words, how do you do that? Like, how do you show me your faith without the, the evidence of deeds taking place in a person's life? Like, it's not enough to just walk around and say, I have faith, like I have faith. Like, you want to know if I've got faith? Come and talk to me. Like, I'll tell you how much faith I've got. Like, you can't just keep talking and talking about how much faith you have. There's something about the evidence of the deeds in your life that shows, whoa, this person has faith. This person has faith. Look at it. Look at the evidence of it in their lives. He says, I will show you my faith by my deeds. I can think of many people, even in this church, where you just look at their life and you go, they have got it. Like they've literally got it. They just got it. It's just, they're just alive. They're just alive. Do yourself a massive favour. And if you haven't seen it, just watch last Sunday mornings. I think it was last Sunday morning's testimony. Actually, it was in the sermon, mid of the sermon, right near the end of the sermon. Sarah was getting baptised, but she shared her testimony. And I just, I'm just sitting there going, man, she just, she just gets it. She just, and at one point it was really interesting because I don't necessarily know she wrote it down, uh, but she says, oh, I just, she came to faith three years ago, dramatic transformation, but she says, I just, I just love Jesus. I just tell, everywhere I go, I just tell people about Jesus. And I know that's the reality of her life. And I've seen, and we've chatted before many different occasions and that's literally the reality of her life. She just gets it. And it's just the deeds, the outworking that takes place in her life and faith coming together that she is alive, like she is alive. James says, you believe that there is one God. You know, initially I was like, what is he talking about here? He says, you believe that there's one God, good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? In other words, he says, it's not enough just to say, oh, I believe in God, like I believe in God and that's cool and you know, I'm a follower of Jesus or whatever. He says, the demons even believe that. Like literally the, de the demons believe in God, but you don't see evidence of faith in their life because there's no outworking there. But, but, but so it's more than that. He's saying it's far richer, it's far deeper than just saying, oh, I believe in God and that He's powerful and He's mighty and all those things. It, it's not enough to even just to know so much about Him and have a theological degree or whatever. That, that in itself is not enough. He says it's, it's faith accompanied by action. There's a person in my life that I just, I say to him all the time, like I say, mate, you're literally the closest person I've ever met to Jesus in my entire life. And I mean, it's a great compliment. He goes, Twiggy, you need to get out more, mate, seriously. Uh, and, but it's honestly true. It's honestly true. I just think this, is, this guy is the closest I've ever met to Jesus, like the closest person on earth that I've never met to Jesus. Now, part of that is the fact that I've seen and experienced He's literally lived this out day in, day out for, for, for many, many years. Like the deeds, the, the outworking, the Spirit of God on his life is absolutely extraordinary. It's extraordinary. This concept of faith and deeds working together, I see the evidence of it in his, own, in his life. Was not our father Abraham, this is interesting. 
As James goes on, he says, Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions, this is key, this is what we've been talking about. His faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what? It says here, by what he did. Not just by what he knew, but what he did. And the Scriptures was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. And James says it again. It's not by faith alone. There's a sense in which we should exuberate the outworkings of the Holy Spirit in our lives where deeds are present in our life as well. Uh, I don't know really why, but last, um, on this past week, I'm back at Mellon College uh, doing this intensive. And, and like I said, I'm not sure why. I'm not exactly the most studious person. And I'm talking about, hey, getting a theological degree, you know, you don't need it. And here I am at Mellon. But, um, but, but I, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about doing this sort of partial award. And, and just these last few days, I just did this intensive at Mellon. And one morning I'm driving to Mellon, right? And as I'm driving there, uh, actually I dropped my daughter off at school and then I knew I had, you know, just the right amount of time to pretty much just get there just in time. And because I'm a teacher's pet, obviously, like I wanted to be there early and set up and things like that. Actually, me and Ty are in the same class and man, the teacher loved me heaps more than him. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, nah, she actually loved him, thought it was awesome. But, um, but anyway, so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to class and as I'm driving, as I'm driving there, I went through this set of lights and as I'm driving, I noticed uh, on the other side of the road that there was a young girl in the car that was kind of on the hill and it looked like she'd kind of stalled the car or something like that because as I just drove through the lights, I saw her and she was in a real frantic like panic in the car and she's looking around the car and she's really frantic and there were several cars lined up behind her and the, 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 green, uh, the light was green and the cars in front of her had already gone and she just looked panicky and frantic. And I literally drove over, saw that and thought, oh, the poor girl, like she's in a state. And I, the, the first thought that comes to mind, maybe she's like borrowing her mum's car or something and she, something's happened and she doesn't know how to start it or whatever, I don't know. But I was like, oh, that poor girl and all these lines of cars are behind her. And so I just did what every good Christian would do and I kept driving. And, um, and so, but as I'm driving a bit further, there was something in me that thought, you know, I should, maybe I should go back, you know, like maybe I should go back and just pull up and it, it could be something, it's actually probably something really simple. Like I could probably help her, it's probably really simple and it would, it would just be done and that'd be it, like I could help her out. But then you know what I did? I thought, no, I can't do that because like I'm going to be late uh, for class. Like I'm going to be a bit late and I, at the times like, and so I just, I just don't have time. Like, I literally don't have time. And besides, and besides, someone else will probably stop. Like, someone else will help her. And so I just kept driving. And then this other thought to my, came, came to my mind, you dead set imbecile. What is wrong with you? Like, seriously, what is wrong with you, mate? Let's just, and, and, and this, this kind of conversation played out in my mind. Let's just get this clear. You're driving to Bible college, to study about how to be a professional Christian. And you're learning about how to love God and love others. What is the matter with you? Turn the car around. And so I'm like, whoa, was that you, Holy Spirit, or me? Like, that was strong, you know. Surely the Holy Spirit wouldn't speak to me like that. And, um, and, so, and so I'm just like, 
oh my God, like, yeah, you idiot. What are you doing? Just turn the car around. So as I attempt, I'm still considering, oh, do I do it or not? I think to myself, this is what I, and this is important because this is what we do. So you get prompted to do something and then you, talk, you still talk your way out of it because what you do, if you're like me, you go, oh, but how is this gonna play out though? Like, okay, so let's say I turn it around and I, I drive back. Like, where am I gonna park? Where am I gonna pull up? And then besides, if I do pull up, like, is she gonna just, and I tap on the window or something, am I, is she gonna be like, you're a freak, like get away from me? And, and, and besides, what is everyone else gonna think? And it's just like, and so you start to talk yourself out of it because what we do is we think too far ahead. We think too far ahead and then we, we make it bigger than what it needs to be and then we don't do anything at all because we go, oh, I just can't do it. It's too scary. And there's fear. There's fear in my heart. There's fear that rises up within me and I just think I can't do it. And I've learned, God's taught me this. He's shown me this. Stop thinking too far ahead. Just start with the first step. That's what you need to do. And so I said, all right, Lord, I can do that. What about if I just turn the car in and I start heading back? That's, I can at least start there. So I pull into the street, turn around, I start driving back. I was just thinking, okay, I'm just gonna start there. I don't know the rest of it yet, but I've, I've just at least drive back. So I drive back over the, the hills and as I'm coming down the hill, I'm looking ahead, looking ahead and on the hill and I notice the car's gone. The car's gone anyway and she's driven off. And so I drive down and go, oh, okay, well, that's awesome. She, you know, she was able to sort it out or whatever it was, but I kind of got a bit stuck in traffic and then I had to pull into like these squash courts and come out of there. Then there was a cafe there and all people getting their coffee. So I was kind of stuck in there and, and I remember pulling in and then being like, oh, okay. And I literally said to God, I said, well, God, what was all that about? Like, what was that? She's gone anyway. And, and I just think we sometimes do this. And I literally just felt like God laid on my heart, like, David, why do, you keep, why do you keep judging success and failure through the eyes of the world all the time? Like, you know, because she was gone, oh, that was a failure or whatever. Like, I don't work like that. Success and failure isn't the epic story. Success and failure in my eyes is, did you hear me and did you do it? Like, that's, that's the success. Like, were you obedient to me? And so like God said to me in that moment, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily about helping her. Maybe you could have. But, but what I really wanted to see in your life was, were you willing? Were you willing? That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to know. Are you willing to do what I've asked you to do? That's the important thing. And James here is saying this, hey, it's not faith alone. We, we can't just go about our lives just being like, oh, I know God, I know God is mighty and powerful and then do nothing about it. There's something that requires a response on our part to say, hey, there's more to this than just knowing stuff or knowing God. There's, there's a sense in which we've got to act. We've got to respond. We need to step out and you won't always feel like it. You won't always feel like it, but he says, do it anyway. And when you do it, there's something that'll take place in your heart where something will come alive. Something will come alive. In the same way, it was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, and he says this and he summarizes it so well. He says, so faith without deeds is dead. Faith without deeds is dead. So I just wanted tonight, I don't know, is there just something in you that just, just thinks maybe there's something more. Like maybe you come tonight and you're just like, I don't know, I just feel like my faith is mundane. I just feel like there's got to be more to this faith thing. There's got to be more to this Christian life. And let me tell you, there is. There is so much more. 
He has more for your life, like so much more. And, and the Christian faith is honestly, it's so exciting, so thrilling. It's, it's the most extraordinary thing ever, but it's not enough just to have information and know stuff about God and just to, to go about saying, oh yeah, I have faith in God. It's far richer than that. He says, there's gotta be a sense where, where, where deeds is accompanying your faith. And so if that's you tonight, we just go like, nah, there's gotta be something more. There's gotta be something more. I just wanna encourage you. Would you be willing to say, okay, God, I'm gonna, I, need to, I need to step out. I need to step out. I need to, I need to do something. I need to step into it. Would you be willing even just to pray and to seek Him and say, God, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do here? To, to, to get a prompting to hear that, to see a need and say, okay, I can do that. I can respond in that way. I don't know. I just, I just feel like, you know, lately there's just such a discontent in my heart, like, Man, there's more. And I think about when I first came to faith and just, just the fire in my heart. And I've, I don't think I've necessarily lost that, but I know there's been seasons in my life. There's, there's been, you know, I've been more passionate than, than other times, but certainly over the last 12 months, I've just been not just reading God's Word and praying more regularly, more regularly, but a, but a hunger. Like, that's what it is. It's a hunger and a thirst, like a, a hunger for more. And, and I, just, I just, my prayer is that maybe there's something in you, and I know there is. I know there's a remnant of you that just, there's something deep within your soul that says, no, there's more. There's got to be more. And I'm telling you, there is. There is more. And, 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 and you know, the Word of God says this, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. They will be filled. And James, God says to you tonight, He says this, hey, if there's something in you, be open, be willing to say, I wanna step into more. I wanna step into more. I don't wanna just do this faith stuff and just wander along and know, and I don't wanna just do churchianity. I call it churchianity. Where you just rock on a Sunday and you do church and it's far deeper than that. It's far richer than that. I want more and God has more for you. And so I just want to encourage you. You know what? Wednesday night's about this as well. It's where we're coming together on Wednesday night and we're going to say, hey, your workplace is not just where you've got a job and you get paid. It's far deeper than that. God has placed you there for a reason and He wants to use you there. You know, in Connect Group just this past week, we spoke about how work even comes alive. When, the, when we're praying, uh, someone mentioned a story about when they're praying on the way to work and there's been mornings they don't pray about it, but then there's some mornings where they say, God, Okay, use me today. I know I don't love this job and it's not my dream job, but use me today. You've got something for me. And they said, every time God uses them, every time God answers that prayer and they just come home being like, wow, God's used me in my workplace. And it's not just about signing up for things here at the church. And look, I'm a pastor here. I should be the biggest advocate, but I'm not saying that. It's far bigger than that. Your life is far bigger than just coming on Sunday. It's like He's placed you in your workplace. He's placed you in the house in which you live. He wants to use you to reach your neighbours. And so maybe it's saying, God, what does that look like? Do I need to, do I need to cook a meal? Do I need to um, uh, do up a hamper for someone? Looking for the opportunities around me. And I'm gonna do something. That's why for me, I've continued, this will be my 13th year going to schoolies in a row. Why? And it's, it gets tougher and tougher. We've got three kids and it's hard for Raquel, but there's this sense in which we can't do nothing. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, God, I just wanna keep pressing in. I wanna keep pressing in. I wanna keep doing something. And time and time again, I come back from these things that I step into and just see the power of God and think, yes, yes, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. So if you're wondering, there's gotta be more. There is, there is. And I just think maybe this is an opportunity for us to respond to God to say, God, I'm, I'm just sorry that I've turned it into just far less than what it is. And it's an opportunity for you to not say, God, just I apologize, forgive me, and I wanna press into more. I wanna step into more.
Father God, we thank You for Your Word. It's powerful and it speaks uh, into our lives, great God. And there's some that You've been speaking to even right now, great God. And I really just wanna pray, Lord, that they know who they are. There's some here that are going, whoa, that was for me. Like, I just know. And there's some here even now that are just feeling like, I used to be so passionate. What happened? There's some here tonight that maybe just no faith at all, but they're like, okay, I wanna check this out. I wanna see what this looks like. And I just pray, God, that you would just shake, shake us up, like shake us up and stir within us and give us an intentionality of what that's gonna look like in our lives. This week, as we go into our workplaces, as we go into our neighbourhoods, as we go into the local schools and as we go uh, to our universities, as we go to wherever it is that we do gym or whatever it might be, as we go into these places that you've placed us, I just pray would go with intentionality. That would go with a sense of like, okay, God, maybe my life is more than just what I wanna do. Maybe this life that you've given me is actually more than that. It's far richer than that. It's maybe about what you wanna do through my life. And we'll go into these places with a sense of, okay, I'm available, use me. I'm available, use me. And what you will do through a body of people that are saying, I'm in, I'm in, I'm available. I wanna step into something, God. What you would do is extraordinary and powerful. So God, use us, we ask. Just surrender, we just repent. Repent before you now in this moment. We just surrender to you and say, God, use our lives. Use our lives, we we're sorry. We're sorry for we're sorry for making it about us. We're sorry for living our lives centered around us. We want to live for you and we want to step into what you have. So help us to do that, great God. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're gonna jump up on our feet. Feel free to do that now. We're gonna sing this song together. Uh, but you know, I just feel like this, this, this response is more, it's about, it's, it's really between you and Him. And just as we sing this song, as we worship together in this moment, I just wanna invite you, you know who you are, but there's something that's stirred in your heart. You know, just talk to God about it. Just take the opportunity. Say, God, I'm sorry. I know you've got more. I wanna step into that. Show me what it looks like. Give me that will, give me that heart to obey you. I really do pray. And you feel free to respond to Him in this song, but let's, uh, let's sing together now. Yeah. 
It's amazing as, as we hear God's Word tonight. I really wanna encourage you that when we do follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit and God speaking to us, it's actually this beautiful opportunity of knowing the heart of God. Like when God lays on our heart to go and share with someone or go to talk to someone or times where we go to say something harsh and the Holy Spirit says, don't, don't say that. And as we're obedient, we actually see God's beautiful heart. We see that God is loving. God is not a harsh God. He is so beautiful. When, when God lays on our heart to go and ask for forgiveness from someone, that is God's heart. And if He lays these things and, and speaks to us in this way, we actually experience a greater intimacy with God because we're understanding who He is. And then we, we are actually able then to love the people around us in a greater level because that is God's heart. So I really encourage you, it's this beautiful thing that though there might be a time, even tonight, you might feel led to go and talk to someone or go to meet someone, that is God's heart. He, he, go, he pursues us. He wants to know us. And as we're obedient to God, we actually learn to love Him more and love others more as well. So I wanna pray because it's actually very exciting that we have opportunities daily to know God, to love God and to love others. So let me pray now. Lord, we thank You that You speak to us. Lord, that alone is amazing. Thank You that You love us and You want us to know You more and You want us to love You more and You want us to love the people around us. That is a privilege, Lord, to be a part of that. So I pray, Lord, that we would listen to You, Lord. We would follow and we would love You to a greater way and know Your love for us. In Your Name we pray, Amen. It has been amazing to have you at church tonight. I wanna encourage you as well. Um, if you wanna stay and have dinner with us, to fellowship with one another, uh, we had wild Rissol tonight. They do amazing burgers. So feel free to stay and have a burger with each other. The other thing is too, um, if you wanna come to the Connections Lounge, we're at the back there. If you want prayer, there'll be some of us down the front um, that we'd love to pray for you and there'll be a crew at the Connections Lounge. We can pray for you there. But it has been awesome to have you at our church service. Feel free to come out on Wednesday as we have this amazing time to pray and encourage one another. Thanks for coming out. See you next week.